Warning! This podcast is different from other podcasts. These episodes contain dangerous choices, perilous tangents, and unwavering silliness. The choices made on this podcast may lead to success or disaster. But remember, you are responsible because you choose to listen. Good luck. Booze Your Own Adventure, a podcast where three grown men try and beat a children's game. I'm Ian. I'm Chris. And I am your father. That's that's because, <laughs> uh, Mark's everyone's dad, because today we are reading a book from the very exciting and interactive Decide Your Destiny Star Wars The Clone Wars series, featuring links to exclusive online content. Um, Spoiler alert. The exclusive online content is now extremely exclusive in that it no longer exists online. Yeah. This book was published a long time ago in a galaxy far, far <laughs> away, is. and yeah. we no longer have any communication with that galaxy. What's funny is that like Star Wars is a profitable franchise. Penguin mm-hmm. Books is a f- profitable book company. The mm-hmm. internet is a successful tool for communicating <laughs> ideas, but they couldn't be bothered to pay the fucking rent to keep the lights on for the 15 kids that have copies of Decide Your Destiny, Star Wars, The Clone Wars, number three, Teethen Battle Adventure. Teethen? Tethen? Is it Teethen? Because I think Teethen Battle Adventure is a much more baby-focused... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Teethen Battle? Teethen. Thank you. Tethan. But yeah, apparently, according to the instructions of this book, every now and then, it will ask us to go online and like watch a video or something and... That website no longer exists, so we're going to be flying blind here. I guess we'll just have to trust in the Force. Yeah, I've got the Force, so we're good. Yeah, um, I, uh, hang on. It's a whole lot of soup, ho- hokey nonsense and superstition. That's, that's what I think it is. Get Fisto! <laughs> that is a real guy's name. It sure is. He's, he's got real tentacle heads. It's called oh. Kit Fisto. Kip Fisto and Jack Porkins are the only two names that I uh, know from the extent. No, I guess that's not even the extended universe. No, it's, it's Jack, just... Jack was OG. Yeah. Don't forget jizz music. Uh, Finger and Dan. That doesn't, what? That, yeah. that, sounds like, that sounds like an extended universe character. No, no, no. He's, uh, he's the guy that plays the space oboe in, uh, in the cantina. His name's... <laughs> that's the universe that is extended over onto literatica.com. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, uh, you can't contain it anymore. It just oozes into all the, all the cracks and crevices of the ding-dang internet. Look, uh, I, yeah, I, for one, am thrilled for the Russo brothers to take on the Literatica cinematic universe, because that is just... A lot of content. There's a lot of things to tie together in that cinematic universe. Yeah. <laughs> Should we slam these words into our brains? Mm, let's do it. Everybody ready? Uh, I think so. I feel like we're going in kind of naked because there's no real like uh, pump up page. There's just the really disappointing go to this website page. Yeah. Yeah. The pump up page is just lies. Yeah. Just read, read the bold text. Okay. Now turn the page and begin your adventure. I'm pumped. Yes. It's a bright, sunny day, and you and your best friend, Peter, but with a D. (laughs) It's, you know, it's spacey, but not too spacey. You know, like the first half of Pederast. (laughs) God. Uh, You and your best friend, Peter, with a D, are running through the tangled jungles of Teth, pretending General Grievous is chasing you. Oh, this is so whimsical. Can we get a lore check real quick? Is that the robot man with forearms? Yeah, the coughing robot man? Yeah. He's behind you, Peter, with a D. You yell, <laughs> laughing as Peter with a D executes a couple of <laughs> inexpert rolls along the ground to shake his pursuer. Like a fucking idiot. I managed to lose him, he calls back over his shoulder, but he's wielding his four lightsabers inches from your skull and is willing to slice through it. Your daddy squealed real good. <laughs> Jeez. Narrator character. Long time no see. <laughs> you let out a playful shriek. As the imaginary Grievous lops your head from your shoulders and you collapse. You suck at this game. Whoops. You are the worst at pretending to be a Jedi. (laughs) As you lie there, getting your breath back and looking up into the sky, you think you see a flash of silver. You rub your eyes and look again. You did see something. It looks like a ship. 
Peter with a D, did you see that? 70 feet away, very precise measurement, <laughs> Peter with a D is staring up at the sky. Yes, he saw it. Did that look like, <laughs> but before you can finish your sentence, a small fleet of gunships, which was going to be the end of your sentence, right? Did that look like a small <laughs> fleet of gunships? Uh, flies directly overhead. Republic ships, says Peter with a D excitedly. And they look like they're heading toward the Mesa and the Beaumar Monk Monastery. <laughs> uh, fun fact, Beaumar Monks, uh, if you were unfamiliar, are the ones at Jabba's palace that look like giant spiders that have brains in uh, liquid bubbles under their bellies. What? Yeah. The, it's okay. not, even, not even extended. Uh, they, they have like spider-like mechs and they're, they are just a brain floating in like uh, liquid suspended underneath the spider mech. Star Wars. That's so good. Cool. That's so good. Kaboom! A huge explosion rips through the air, and you with and Peter with the D uh, hit the ground, even though you're well out of range of danger. I think we all have uh, fully assimilated what Peter's name is spelled like, if we want to just kind of call him Peter now. P-E-D-E-R, just P-E, all right. Petter or D-Peter? Yeah. Let's go have a look, says D-Peter, getting to his feet and dusting dirt and leaves from his tunic. The gunships must have landed at the base of the cliff and are just committing genocide on all those monks. <laughs> Come on, we have to go and see. This is your chance to get your head lopped off for real. Yeah, yeah quit faking it. Um, of course you want to go and watch the Jedi battle the separatists, in parentheses, for who else could they be fighting? But you could both be killed. Is that a risk you're willing to take? Wait, are the Jedi the ones in the gunships doing the genocide? Uh, there must be a safer way to see what's going on without running into the thick of a battle, you say thoughtfully. Like a Jedi? Right. Like a coward? Well, if you're not interested, says Padar, giving you a withering look, <laughs> I'll go alone. And with that, he's off, sprinting through the trees in the direction of the towering mesa. So you really have two choices. Do you leave Padar to die or do you uh, uh, go <laughs> join Padar? To watch Padar be torn apart by laser fire, turn to page 47. To not... What do you, what do you guys think? Gosh, uh, I think we follow Padar. Like, we have to, right? It's, it's, it's the Tethan battle adventure, not Tethan home adventure, right? Yeah, it's, it's not find a safer route. Yeah. All right, so 47. All right. Also, there's a fuck ton of pages in this book. Yeah. I hated scanning it. <laughs> <laughs> You run headlong into the jungle, following the route you think De Pedrer has probably taken. Along with the regular explosions of the laser cannons strafing the jungle, the sounds of ground battle are getting louder and louder. As you near the base of the mesa, you can see the occasional flash of blasters returning fire. Suddenly, to the left of you, you hear heavy footsteps, and something breaks cover and comes flying out at you. It's De Peter! S legs, head, <laughs> right. arms, and torso, in that order. <laughs> What are you doing? His body parts yell. You were going to run into the <laughs> middle of a battle. No, I wasn't, you say angrily. Anyways, I was only looking for you, so if I had, it would have been your fault. You kiss him softly on the cheek. Right. <laughs> like a Jedi. <laughs> Pidar raises his eyebrows in that sarcastic way he does and opens his mouth to return your kiss. When you both realize you're not alone. You turn as one, because now your bodies are the same and find yourselves staring into the black, unblinking eye of a blaster aimed at you. But Star Wars said this blaster could be alive. Right, it could be talking to you. It could have brains in its stomach in goo form. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. On your feet, hands where I can see them. The clone trooper orders, We're Tethans, you begin to say, but the trooper isn't listening. He's already on his comlink. I like how your first instinct is to appeal to his tendency to... Just segregate everybody by race. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> We're this color. Can't you see? Uh, I'm speaking basic. <laughs> Captain, it appears I found two young Tethans in the jungle near the base of the Mesa. We keep saying base of the Mesa. Base of the Mesa. It's hard to say. Chris, you give it a try. Base of the Mesa. Right? Ba it's like Base of the Mesa. Base of the Mesa. Base of the Mesa. Mesa at the base of the Mesa. There it is. Oh, yeah. boy. Oh, boy. K104.7, the base of the Mesa. <laughs> the comlink crackles and a voice replies. Copy that. Escort them back to the gunship for questioning. Over. So you're assuming that it's also another clone trooper on the other end of the, uh, the comm? Yeah, either it that or it be, could right? be a Jedi. It could be a Jedi, right? Mm. It could be a 
Wado. It could be a Wado. <laughs> Mark, it hurt to hear you try and pull the name of that Toydarian junk seller from the back of your skull. Look, all that slavery uh, ended up pretty well for me. I'm a general now. Yeah. What it really was was I was trying to get to the word Toydarian, and I mm. saw that wasn't coming, so I just started making <laughs> mouth sounds until I got to something like it. Grabbed onto the dangling root from the cliff that is the Wado. Uh, fun fact that making mouth sounds until something happens is how George Lucas named all of these aliens. So, <laughs> um, this way, the trooper says, gesturing with his blaster the way he wants you to walk. Yeah, he, uh, he's making a little like walking gesture with it. Yeah. He's got two guns, he's moving them like legs, <laughs> yeah. right? Just like this. Keep going. Are you familiar with the Monty Python sketch, uh, Ministry <laughs> of Silly Walks? Crack. A separatist stap fighter explodes and crashes to the ground 70 feet in front of you. It's blaster cannons silenced. You now have a stap infection. Unhurt, the battle droid pilot clambers onto its feet. Droid blaster drawn and ready. Isn't the word droid also kind of weird? Because it's like presumably derived from android, but yeah. just in a like chopped up way that doesn't really make any sense. Yeah, which is weird because android is in and of itself uh, like uh, andro and... Yeah, it means like human-like basically, right? And then they apply it to fucking R2-D2 who is trash can-like. Yeah. I mean, he could be human-like if you really, you know, let go of yourself. He's got a a person in him. (laughs) He's got Kenny Baker in him. I guess that's true. Come on, let's get out of here. You hear Pidare yell as he cartwheels out of the battle droid's line of fire. What the fuck is Pidare? With his backflips and cartwheels? Jesus. Yeah. Well, he was practicing gymnastic moves while we were practicing our, like, sort of death scenes. He's, he's Darth Jar Jar from that YouTube conspiracy video. <laughs> the clone tro- trooper orders you to hit the ground. Mm. So if you follow Pidar's lead to cartwheel, uh, turn one page. <laughs> if you follow the clone trooper's order to just sort of hit the ground, uh, turn to the other page. How good at cartwheels are we, right? We don't know. We we know that we're good at dying, though, so... Oof. Uh, I feel like... Wait, were we cartwheeling on page one? Was mm. it, like, cartwheeling whimsically through the field? I believe we were running, right? Yeah, Peter with a D was cartwheeling. Yeah. Here, here's what I want. I want to hang out with this droid, because he's a cool droid battle pilot, and he has blasters drawn. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta see if he's okay. He did that crash. We gotta make sure he's okay. So, I want to do... I guess hit the ground, so we're not running away from this droid. Okay, yeah. Um, right. No, Mark, I... Um, I know you struggle with the word Toydarian, but I do just want to remind you that the droids historically are bad in these ones. Why is that? Uh, well, because they're opposed to the Jedi, I guess, who are really controlled by Palpatine, so maybe they're good. There you go. Good point. But the droids are also controlled by Palpatine. He's playing uh, both sides against the middle. Yeah. What about the Troydrarians? Mm, I, don't, I, have, I don't think we see another one. We only we really see water. We don't, do we? Yeah, we don't. Um, okay, so 117, yeah? You think George Lucas was like, oh, yeah, this will be a great toy. Just this, like, unshaven, like, <laughs> dirty, smelly, old, like, uncle that's people, kind of a... People like will a, love the proboscis on this guy. Yeah. It looks like a capybara, like a freakish <laughs> green capybara. It's like if a capybara told you that he had a collection of Playboys. <laughs> All right, I got, listen, uh, two words to design this one. Drunk and teeth. <laughs> Okay, George, what color do you want it? Green and blue. All right. Okay, God, they cool, did cool, make, cool. They, they made Watto toys. They made a lot of Watto toys. Of course yeah. they did, but also, what the fuck? A lot of Watto toys. Caught in the crossfire between a battle droid and a clone trooper, you don't need to be told twice to hit the ground. Do, do, do. That's apparently laser sounds. Did a do, do. I want to meet that droid. <laughs> it stinks in here. It stinks like droid. <laughs> You've barely flung yourself down when you hear the crushing sound of the battle droid falling onto the twisted remains of its stap fighter. Sorry, Mark. I mean, that's kind of cool. I got closure. Where'd my friend go? You asked the trooper worriedly. His name's Peter, but it's not spelled with a T. (laughs) Oh, that friend. He ran off into the bushes. He's all right. You can catch up with him later. But right now you're coming with me, replies the trooper. You nod your head in agreement, and the clone trooper holsters his blaster and leads the way back to his command post. You hope, and not deeper into the jungle, to do something unspeakable <laughs> to your defenseless frame. Uh, I assume we're a child on this one, Ian, so... Yeah, well... Well, so here, my assumption from the accent was that we're literally Lucas Black from Tokyo Drift. We could be. Again? Yeah, honestly, every time. 
Following the trooper, you enter a clearing about 1,500 feet away from the base of the Mesa. Again. <laughs> the base, the of, base the Mesa. of the Mesa. And that should like, be the title of this book. Very precise measurements. Easy smiles and Mesa bases. <laughs> That's a Jimmy Buffett album? <laughs> this way, calls the trooper, pointing toward the open door of one of the gunships. Inside, a clone captain sits in front of the huge screen. Sir, the tethan I told you about the trooper says, leaving you in the presence of his commanding officer, who swivels slowly around in his chair, sizing you up and not much liking what he sees. Oh, man. I didn't see the not there for a second, and I thought you had been right. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> You're a prize. What are you doing out here, bl uh, blundering about in the jungle? You could have been killed, says the captain. We haven't got time to help Tethan younglings who are crying out to be rescued. Oh, man. The word younglings, it's just ruined forever. Right. Because they're all, they've all been murdered. Yeah, the women and the children. Yeah. It is just, you're very young to be here in the middle of a covert battle operation. My dude, there is nothing covert about your battle operation. Also, you chose to do the battle here. Yeah. yeah like, are you, how, how dare you live where my battlefield happened to be? Yeah, it's my, it's my fucking house, man. I'm not that young, you reply, slightly mollified. And I have local knowledge of the area, so perhaps I can... In, in the parlance of our people, be your Jar Jar? <laughs> I can be your Jar Jar, baby. <laughs> uh, you, you hear a rustle of robes behind you as the clone captain bounds to his feet and salutes. You turn to see a tall Keldor standing in the doorway. I don't know what that is. A dark cape flung over his shoulders and a lightsaber strapped to his side. A Jedi! Oh, it's the dudes with the cool sunglasses. Uh, in their faces. They have, like, Bane masks? Yeah. Well said, young Tetan, growls the new arrival, <laughs> before looking over your shoulder at the clone captain. General Plo, I, I didn't know you had arrived. Suddenly, you feel very small and insignificant, as Jedi Plo Koon shouts his orders to defend the base, and the clone troopers arming themselves with blasters fearlessly race outside to face the enemy. Okay, so... You lose your shit over Pluploppapine, but oh, man, there you just, is. just like bulldoze right over Plo Koon the Jedi. <laughs> it's half the syllables, Mark. The syllables is all the joke. But 100% mm. of the syllables are absurd. Pluporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporporpor
You begin hesitantly, confusing thoughts whirring around your brain, some so fleeting you can hardly catch hold of them. Some you've uh, envisioned Jedi Master Plo Koon fully erect and nude, uh, standing in front of you just dripping with honey and syrups. The question is, is that your thought and now he can see it, which is embarrassing, or did he put that thought in your brain? Ooh. God, he, let's hope it's the first. Is he gaslighting you into thinking that it's is he like incepting you? So if you are able if if you are able to show the Jedi the secret entrance to the monastery, turn to page 56. If you give in to the peaceful feeling that has suddenly overtaken you, turn to page 187. <laughs> That's a very sexy option. I kind of want to know where that goes. Like we can put our finger in this page. Yeah. I, I feel strange, you say again, rubbing your eyes and looking up at Jedi Master Plo Koon. If you're feeling unwell, it might be a good idea to leave here immediately, he says quietly, repeating his movements. Hurry home right away. Give up any thoughts of going to the monastery or your friend Peter with a D. Fuck that guy. He's gone. He's not even here anymore. Killed him myself on the way to this ship. Yep. Thought he was a droid. My bad. One of the gunships landed on him. He just squished like a grape. Have, have you seen? Uh, have you seen uh, the Wizard of Oz? It was very Wizard of Oz. Um, his legs, his legs shriveled up. He's all petered out. We have his shoes. If you want to, yeah. If you want, listen. There's, we don't have a lot to remember him by, but uh, we have his shoes. I mean, you know his mother better than I. Uh, if if you think that would be nice for her to get, then you know here they are. Uh, we'll just leave him on his dead body. Uh, yes, I'll go home right away, you murmur as you turn around and leave the base. I'll give up all thoughts of going to the monastery. The end. <sighs> yeah. That wasn't a great ending. Boring. Page 56. Adventure. Ah, I know a secret way into the monastery. You finally stutter, rubbing your eyes until your head clears. You are very strong, youngling, Jedi Master Plo Koon says. I believe you can help. You will lead a squadron of clone troopers to the secret entrance, and then you must return home. Agreed? You hastily agree, and Jedi Master Plo Koon quickly organizes some troopers to accompany you. It's pretty much bullshit for him to ask you to agree while he is mind-wooing you, right? Like, <laughs> that is not what consent is. No, mind-wooing <laughs> is, a, is, a real, is a real problematic way to think of it, Mark, and I, and I like that you bring up those questions. Every youngling on Teth knows there is meant to be a hidden turbo lift in the face of the Mesa. The, the face, face of the Mesa, not the base of the Mesa. <laughs> the face of the base of the Mesa. You'll, you've never seen it, but you know it must be around here somewhere, if it really does exist, that is. Suddenly, up ahead, you see something or someone lying in the grass. It's Pete Eater, and he's injured. <laughs> Pete Eater, are you okay? You ask as you kneel beside him. Yeah, I'm fine, though I think I've twisted my ankle. He says, clutching his painful foot tightly, and suddenly grinning lopsidedly, he adds proudly, but not before I manage to find the secret turbo lift. Fuck you, Peter. That was our thing. Yeah. So do we take Pedeter to a medical droid, or do we... Uh, Just end him right here. Yeah, We've got put, 50 clone troopers. You could put him down. Put him down. Or do we go with the clone troopers? Fucking clone troopers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Gotta, gotta, gotta do that. It's not Teeth and Hospital Adventure. No. <laughs> Thank goodness you're okay, you say, relief flooding your voice. If anything had happened to you, I wouldn't have been able to forgive myself. Wait, so our choice was to either take him to the hospital or not. And when we chose not, we just like chose to tell ourselves he was okay. No, we're going to take him with him. We're going to probably strap him to our back like Yoda <laughs> and just uh, hump him down the, into the cavern. Well, All that's right. what the clone troopers are for. You, just, you know, tie him between two of those bad boys. Yeah. What do they call it? A, uh, a, a, a litter. Uh, carry him on a litter. A Mandalorian person hammock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> skin him. Skin him. Uh, yeah, something did happen to me. I've hurt my ankle, remember? Replies Pedeter, embarrassed by your display of affection. Now, did you hear what I said? I found the turbo lift. Okay, he'll kiss us in the woods, but here in front of the clone troopers, he's embarrassed. Yeah, it's all business. Is it working? You ask Pedeter quietly. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. Pretty cool, huh? He replies, giving you a wink and a smooch. <laughs> Aww. Suddenly, the clone trooper leader is by your side. Uh, are you still coming? He asks, looking at Pedeter meaningfully. <laughs> Wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gross. I mean, not gross that it's gay, just gross that it's woods fucking, you know? They got business to attend to, that's all. Do bears fuck in the woods? Yeah, they have to. Where else would they fuck? There you go. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> bears do it, therefore it's a beautiful thing. Uh-huh. It's true. End of argument. Uh, they, they ate grizzly man. Eating grizzly man is a beautiful thing. 
I only hope the medical droid can find me here, laughs Pediter. But you can see that his pain is getting worse. <laughs> the, tr- the trooper gives him a sedative from his med pack, a gun-shaped sedative. <laughs> and Pediter Peter, Peter falls happily into a deep sleep. From which he will never awaken. Right? The sleep that we all must take in the end. Uh, and in that sleep, what dreams may come. By the time you return, the other troopers have cleared the remaining vines away from the turbo lift and have managed to carefully get the doors open, when suddenly you hear the sound of approaching staff fighters. Get in the turbo lift. It's more secure than out here, orders the trooper leader, pushing you inside to safety. Where to now? So do we take the turbo lift up or do we take the turbo lift down? <laughs> what a choice. I forgot what we're even fucking looking for. We're looking for a monastery... Don't we know where it is? Can't we just push the direction of the way that it is? Why do we have to guess? Yeah, we have secret knowledge of where the door to it is, but that's where our secret knowledge <laughs> is. Okay. I don't know. Underground sounds right. You want to try underground? Let's do down. I mean, that's the thing where the online video would take us. So Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. As the doors close, you see a stap hover into view. Is a stap? Hang on. I got to check this. Is a stap a stap fighter? Okay, here it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so a stap... It's a kind of speeder. It's like an air speeder that hovers really close to the ground. And it's, it's like, it looks like a stand-up, um, sort of like a lectern with laser cannons on it. Oh, I can picture that. Yeah, it's the, uh, they had wheels and... Segway. It's a, it's a, it's a space Segway. It's a laser space Segway. Speaking of Segways... As the doors close, you see the Segway hover into view and open fire on the exposed clone troopers, and you pray that they make it out alive, although you don't hold out much hope. Dark. Also, your prayers are meaningless. They're clones. They don't have a soul. There you go. God doesn't exist uh, on Kamino. Burying the horror of war deep in your gut to be resurfaced when you sleep, you push the down button and the lift ascends. After an hour, you reach another set of turbo lifts, which I think- After an hour? We walked down a hallway for an hour? <laughs> hmm That's a long hallway. Or we're very slow at walking. Oh, uh, we didn't, what I didn't mention was that we had a blaster ripped through our guts. It was we were watching the clone, wa- cloners, clone warriors die, so. Cloners? Ooh, oof, guys, you can't <laughs> say cloners. Y'all, <laughs> it's, tw- no, it's 2019. We can't. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> ensuring that they're in good working order, you enter cautiously. Again, the door is shut, and before you know it, you're flying upward. What's, what's it with the turbo lifts today, you think, cursing what's your bad luck? <laughs> I mean, that's a perfectly valid contraction, but what the fuck? Yeah. Well, you know, you know who else is what's it? Izzy, the 1996 Olympic World <laughs> Games mascot for Atlanta, Georgia. Once again, the doors slide open, and standing before you is an old man. You took your time, he says, shaking your hand and grinning. Who, who are you, and where am I? You blurt out in surprise. Why am I strapped to this operating table? Yeah, where's my fingers? How come all my fingers are gone? <laughs> How could you know I was coming? I'm Janu Godalhi, he says. Answering nothing. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Fucking obfuscating old bastard. Janu Godalhi is proof of your George Lucas just makes mouth sounds and someone writes them down theory. <laughs> it's true. Hey, like, hey, George, we got to get a name on this book. Uh, I know you're halfway through that pound of fudge. He's just in a padded room And they just like flip the switch on To let a few seconds of like ramblings come out And turn it back off (laughs) And that's the character name You did come from there, didn't you? Asks Godalhi Hustling you down the passageway Do we trust this guy? It doesn't seem to matter if we do or not We're at the sort of like whim of stronger grown men You've barely entered his office Well, he has an office before mm-hmm. Godal, he launches into conversation. He has an office where? Like, are we back out in the forest? I think we're back in that long, long hallway we started at. No, we're in the turbo lift. Oh, we he look- has an office in the turbo lift, like when Steven Tyler lived in an elevator. I think I was loving an elevator. Oh, yeah, he did a lot of things in the elevator. <laughs> took a dump. Uh, as I said before, again announcing my own name, I'm Jan <laughs> Godalhi, and I used to design security systems for both the government and private enterprise. Boring. Not only here on Teth, but also on Coruscant and, oh, plenty of other planets. I can't remember them. My brain is going. <laughs> I, I designed those security systems where if you shoot them, the door comes unlocked. Or if the door is already unlocked and you shoot them, the door becomes locked. That was my idea. Right. 
I put in the blast doors that are exactly the width of a Jedi's lightsaber so that no, they can always be cut through. <laughs> I designed stormtrooper outfits to just be like completely opaque so you have no idea who's wearing them. Do you know who designed all the hand railings in Cloud City? Me neither, because no one did. <laughs> there is no safety in this universe. It is all death and menace. That's my fault. <laughs> How did you know I was coming? You ask again. I didn't know it was you specifically, but I have sensors hidden all along that corridor that runs between the monastery and here. You know, the one that takes you an hour to walk down. <laughs> this is the big secret tunnel with no tram. You really should have borrowed one of those segways. The thing was very much designed with segways in mind. <laughs> right, that's, why we, that's why we built them. What are all the segways doing now? I want to know what you are doing at the monastery. You seem a little too young to be a smuggler. Smuggler? You ask, bewildered, surrounded by Republic troops. Of course I'm not a smuggler. Look at my fucking armed friends. We're freedom fighters or something. Also, you're not wearing, like, the smuggler's jacket, right? Right. Doesn't have the Han Solo, Lando Calrissian, uh, angsty Latin one from Rogue One. I don't remember his name. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's, like, a pretty specific uh, cool guy leather jacket. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My my friend Python and I were out in the jungle this morning, and we saw a fleet of Republican gunships land and attack a Separatist force that has taken over a monastery, and... Separatists? You're sure it was Separatists? Asks Godalhi, cutting you off mid-sentence. Yeah, I'm sure. Sorry, please do go on, says Godalhi apologetically, explaining why there are so many fucking pages in this book. <laughs> Well, that's about it. Words we didn't need. I went up to the monastery, <laughs> stumbled into a faulty turbo lift, which spat me out in a secret passage, and you know the rest, you say, uh, looking directly at the camera and shrugging your shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> Separatists, eh? Murmurs Godalhi, tapping his chin in thought. I've heard whispers that the Separatists are planning to build something. Oh, God, I wonder what it is. It's like a, it's like a mall but bigger, and it's in <laughs> space. It's like a space mall, a super weapon capable of destroying entire planets. What? Maybe. Like a some sort of a, it's like a celestial body, like a planet of doom, like a doom planet. It's like a, like a, some sort of, um, uh, Murder comet. Destruction planetoid. Mm, yeah. Mortality meteor. I want to say zap moon, but that doesn't <laughs> sound quite right. But that's insane. No weapon is capable of destroying a planet. You chime in doubtfully, wondering if Godalhi hasn't become paranoid after many years of working in the security sector. You would be too. Yeah, what's your security against a thing that can destroy planets? I think it's just like, leave that planet. Uh, it's don't let the evil power master call your bureaucrats. Yeah, because they will <laughs> turn on you in a heartbeat for all that sweet space cash. Oh, yes, it's perfectly possible, says Godalhi confidently. As if he designed it himself. <laughs> I think you and I should go and have a word with one of my uh, associates from the mm, criminal classes. <laughs> but before you can check uh, Godalhi for a stroke, you ask yourself, are you willing to consort with thieves and bounty hunters with a man you've only just met? I mean, I feel like we're going to die, but also fuck yeah, I am. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what we, it, we're just following the Obi-Wan path, right? Obi-Wan's like, hey, you just met me. Let's go into the worst place in the world. Uh, by the way, Obi-Wan is in this book. Oh, God. Everybody's in this book. Yeah, Jabba the Hutt is in this book. No way. Should Jabba the Hutt? Jabba the Hutt? I like Jabba the Hutt. It's a big book. He is the most straightforward character. He is not. He doesn't have any sort of... him play games. Uh, I, he plays that game where he takes you into the desert and tries to feed you to the Sarlacc. Oh, he has panache. That's flair. That's not a game. He's made up his mind. He's going to feed you to the Sarlacc. A great pit of carcoon where your suffering will be legendary. You will be digested for a thousand years. Did you guys see that article where someone tried to piece together what the hell the plan was at the start of Return of the Jedi? <laughs> the one where it's like, <laughs> shoot the lightsaber out of the top of R2-D2? The one where it's the like, this was just like everyone shows up kind of piecemeal to get themselves captured for like completely unclear reasons. Captured or hired, right? Like Lando Calrissian clearly filled out an application and was like, hi, I would like to be a sort of a muscle for your skiff, Mr. The Hut." Yeah. So no idea. Anyway. Um, was it part of Leia's plan to get kidnapped? Because I feel like she had a pretty good play with a grenade for a second. I'm pretty sure there was just no making sense of it. It's just like, yeah. It was just a bunch of random shit to set up the scene in the desert. Yeah. I mean, we built a puppet that takes 13 people to operate, and then we also have a guy that laughs and shrieks. Like, it's a really good... It doesn't need story. No. It's a, yeah, it was a very cool puppet. That was definitely the guiding philosophy behind Return of the Jedi. Yeah, look at... 
Look at these cool puppets. So look at these cute little bears. Hey, George, what's this name? Sarlacc. You sure, George? Rancor. All right, we're going to put it down. Ewok. Oh, boy. I said it once, and we can't go back. Okay. You know, you know my rule. You know my rule. Death Star. Nope, you already said that one. Death Star. Okay, George. Yeah, we'll just call it Death Star 2. Death Star again? Yeah. Another de- The other Death Star? Re- Electric Boogaloo? Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. How about in 30 more years, we build another Death Star? This one's bigger than the other one. This one can do four murders at a time. What do you guys think the over-under is on uh, another Death Star being in this last goddamn movie? There's no way, right? There's Not, no way. I don't know. I think 90 I, to 95% it will be I, I, I'm willing to put money on this. I bet dollars to donuts there's another goddamn Death Star in this fucking thing. Or it's oh. like, oh, we figured out how to put like two Death Stars on a Death Star. We got you coming and going. The thing is, once you've walked up to that line, you can't really walk it back, right? Right. You can only do it more and more. Yeah. Until there's no planets left. You gotta hammer this massive planet so every planet looks like a planet. <laughs> what if they make a Death Star capable of destroying Death Stars? Oh, shit. It's starting to get dark as you arrive, and ducking through the curtained doorway, the strangest sight meets your eyes. Creatures from all over the galaxy indulging in the greatest excesses of dancing and trading in a myriad of stolen goods. Cue that cantina music. Are they dancing in a myriad of stolen goods? Uh, Dancing and trading in a myriad of stolen goods. Yep, that's the only possible reading. Nice. Godalhi guides you through the crowd toward the bar and spots his Trandoshan contact, giving him an acknowledging wave. Remind me what that one is. Uh, The lizard man in a spacesuit that uh, Vader tells uh, no disintegrations. Uh... He's called Bosk. He looks like a dinosaur. He's just a straight-up dinosaur costume in an astronaut suit. Okay. Which one am I thinking of? Mm, couldn't tell you. Gonna need, gonna need, gonna need something. <laughs> That's a really hard game. Yeah. Uh, Bugman. Oh, yeah. Like a Greedo? What's a, what a Greedo is? Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, so Greedo's a Rodian. Rodian. That's what it is. Uh, stay here. This place is dangerous, orders Godalhi with some finality, pointing at your seat and then disappearing into the crowd. Do we wait? Do we follow Godalhi, or do we look around the cantina? Hmm. I mean, we should get a drink at the very least. I don't know what following him does, right? If a guy tells you, like, don't follow me, and they start following him, doesn't he just turn around and say, no, sit the fuck down, kid? Yeah, I'm not going anywhere until you sit down. What do we do? What do I we think, do? I think the thing to do is to take a look around the cantina, because right. that's the option that makes sense and gets us into trouble. Hopefully. Oop. Looking over the heads of the cantina denizens, you see Godalhi and the Trandoshan disappear into a back room. The coast is clear. You order a beer. (laughs) I'm not going to be treated like a baby. I can handle myself. You think indignantly, jumping off the stool and circulating around the room. Pretending to be a blood cell. (laughs) You push through the crowd and accidentally knock the arm of a Celestin drinking with his friends. Which one is that, Ian? Oof, they're furry. They're white and furry. Try to catch me white and furry. <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> Sorry, you say quickly. I didn't see you there. Are you making a joke about my height? He roars. I don't want to have to teach. Te- te- well, hang on. Oh, shit. Nope. You remember Nia Numb? You remember the guy that flies with Lando Calrissian in the, in the Millennium Falcon? Sure don't. No. no. Che- Chewbacca? No. The other one. He's not fuzzy at all. He actually looks kind of wet. Ooh, I am going to Google this because I love a wet alien. Oh, that dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's a puppet, too. He's a top half puppet. He looks like a Buddha statue wearing a weird mask. Yeah. Like a fish, fish Buddha. Fish Buddha. Which is also, I feel like, a race in Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you will be. He splutters furiously, (laughs) pulling out a blaster and killing you. I mean, seriously, though. Suddenly you feel an excruciating pain running continuously up and down your arm. What a bad time to have a heart attack. <laughs> the, the Celestine drops his gun and starts shouting like, I didn't shoot him. You saw I didn't shoot him. He's have, this is him. Medic! The last thing you see before you lose consciousness is Janu Godali's worried face hovering above you. The end. Well, at least it wasn't his balls. Yeah. Well, yet. So we could easily scroll forward one page and make a different choice. 
All right, 114. We are going to wait, like we've been told, like good, like good Padawans. But Ian. Mark. I don't want to wait. Well, um, for our lives to be over? That's, that's exactly what for, not. You gaze around enviously at the other patrons, enjoying the many wonders the cantina has to offer, like alien titties and weird drugs. <laughs> Suddenly, a strange-looking trader catches your eye and smiles in a friendly fashion, raising the front of his pants up toward you. No. You return his smile distractedly and continue looking around the surrounding mayhem. Maybe he'll go away. Yeah, if I pretend like I'm busy. Um, sudden, suddenly you wish that uh, Jando Goyamhammer had not left. You pick up your phone and say, oh, hi, my boyfriend. You'll be here in a second. Are you, do you still have all those muscles, you say convincingly? Then from the corner of your eye, you see the trader again, raising his cup and signaling for you to come over and join him. Oh, God, this guy. Is he signaling to me? You wonder, looking at the trader again and pointing <laughs> towards yourself. You go to the bathroom so you can find out what the coated drinks are and get you the hell out of here. <laughs> I need a I need an angel shot with <laughs> two with two laser beams. He nods and beckons you over again. I noticed you sitting there, he says, laughing as you slip into a seat beside him. You look out of place. I am Puelin, by the way. Soon you're chatting like friends, albeit ones who fail to mention the reason why they're in Rados. There's a sentence that doesn't need to be there. <laughs> nope. When you are interrupted by Puelin's comlink. My God. Iruka? <laughs> Says Puelin in his own language. Rindad konfalendetan. Okay, put put on. First of all, first of all, it's it's pretty insulting to assume that it's his own language, right? Right, and that it's not that he like can't know two different languages. It's probably the language of his people. Uh, that, that that was my first mate. He says he's made the repairs to my ship, so I must join him at the spaceport. Put on. Oh, Pudarn. Okay, Pudarn. That's like a, that's like his uh, sort of uh, pet-like smooches. He goes, Pudarn. Yeah. It's very cute. We've had some problems getting parts for the Rendun Dart. That's my ship. She's a Sandurin 4XA Prinsel Cruiser. Which from, is short for Prehensel. Right. Um, a Sandurin 4XA Prinsel Cruiser, the fastest ship in the galaxy, you say excitedly. Well, if you, if you want to accompany me as far as the spaceport, you can see her, he says, though I won't have time to show you around. Really? You cry. Great. I must tell my companion I'm going, though. Of course, says Puelin. You're a bitch boy. Every bitch boy has to go tell. <laughs> yes. With the usual warnings about hurrying back and I'm not waiting around forever for you, you and Puelin slip out of the cantina door. He's not waiting around forever for you. Yeah. Do you know why? He doesn't want to wait. That's right. For his lives to be over. For his life, his <laughs> lives to be over. The spaceport is nearby. As you and Puelin enter, you immediately see the Rindun Dart, her engines roaring in preparation for her departure. Oh, she's beautiful, you exclaim. She's Isn't... yours, says yeah. Puelin, handing you the keys. She's stolen and everyone's looking for you. <laughs> you... <laughs> Good thing you're the fastest ship in the galaxy. See you in hell. I live your, <laughs> I live your life now. Uh, oh, isn't she? Says Puelin, gratified by your interest. Come and have a look at her twin blasters. And then I really must go. <laughs> this, is, this is the last thing. The engines, the blasters, and I will let you touch the chrome. And then you must go. I must go. We must depart. This love, it cannot be. Do you like wine? One glass. One, okay, glass. one glass. One glass of wine. And then on my ship. And then we we'll, Oh, I'm sabak? definitely kicking you out. Did you, did you like the sabak? The game, the card game, the sabake. Okay, one game of so. Okay, well. Oh, come on. Yeah, you cannot have a glass of wine without having a little sun like meat. Uh, uh, oh, marriage? Okay, but only, all right. <laughs> but only forever. And then I must go, truly. But only forever. The Puelin story. <laughs> you can see that the new position of the hyperspace drive enhances its capabilities, he says conversationally. As you lean in for a closer look. He says, and what he mistakes for conversation. Right. Oh, damn, I broke my only rule. Don't fall in love. <laughs> Suddenly, he grabs you tightly. Oh, my God. And hustles you up the ramp. Hi, what are you doing, Poilin? You ask, confused. There's a, there's a priest at the top of the ramp with a book. 
Uh, no, yep. I mean, you are getting kidnapped. <laughs> You're coming with us, replies Puelin, tightening his grip and pulling you farther inside the Rindun dart as the entry ramp closes. Go, yells Puelin to his first mate who engages the engines, and you fly out of the spaceport. You just became his second mate. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Puelin picks up a sec- pair of security bracelets, which I guess is like a it's fun handcuffs. Star Wars term for handcuffs. <laughs> Bracelets. And fastens one armlet around your wrist and the other to a bench that runs along the walls of the hold. We're going to Cloud City, he says matter-of-factly. And when we get there, I'm selling you to a mine owner I know. His name's Watto. He's a Targaryen. Yeah. <laughs> You're a slave trader? Yes, I am, requires Pullin, stuffing a gag in your mouth. Now, shut your hole. You're giving me a headache. You're the one who was talking with all so, uh, whatever. Seriously, seriously. Guys, we predicted it, though, except for instead of it being a romance, it was uh, kidnapping and now uh, slavery. It might blossom into romance. You're right, you're right. It's a long try. It's a long flight to Cloud City. You know, who are we to judge? Uh, what am I going to do? If I try to signal for help, who's to say that anyone here is going to believe I've been kidnapped? You feel the transport begin to slow down and come to a halt. We're here. Wherever here is. You think sadly, giving up any thoughts of rescue, when suddenly you hear pay, uh, hear voices. Do you have your authorization papers? A security droid intones. A security checkpoint. Will you take a chance and try to escape? I feel like if we make the right choice, we could end the book here. Yeah, we could just die. How about if we turn true. to page 174, we languish in slavery until we die? <laughs> yeah, let's try languishing. You lay still, and after a few more questions from the droid, the transport lurches forward, and you are thrown hard against the back of your seat. Battered and bruised, you lie as still as you can when you suddenly feel a strange sensation, like the planet is dropping out from under you. We're in a turbo lift! We've never left the turbo lift. Yeah. Surprise. This whole book takes place in a turbo lift. Right, you wake up and look around. You're still in that turbo lift. Next thing you hear is an elevator droid's voice chiming. Level 324, gas refinery and miners' quarters. And you've reached your destination. Welcome to A Life of Slavery. A podcast (laughs) where three grown-ups mine gas from a mine for all eternity. (laughs) Which I can only imagine is like you waving around a bag (laughs) and like catching some of it and then trying to squeeze it into a bigger bag. They just tie you by a rope to a spaceship and just drop you into the top of a gas giant. Yeah. I think you you have a bag, and you take a really deep breath, and then put your face in the bag and breathe out, and then close the bag, <laughs> uh-huh. and then take another deep breath. Yeah. You don't want it in your lungs, but it's okay to be in your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. The end. So. <laughs> God, this book, like, there's a lot going on in this book. Yeah, we kind of deliberately uh, abandoned ship here at the end to, like, try to end the book, but I kind of feel like... We could have just walked all the way through the book in a very long path. Like, it was, it was happy to take us all over the galaxy. Yeah, we yeah. would have escaped from this guy and gone back to our guy in the place, and then he would have done a thing, and we would have gone back to the place with the snaps. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's probably two main paths through this book total, and everything else is just, like, immediate dead end, which means you get a really long plot. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, this was a lot better than I thought it would be. Yeah, same here, honestly. Love all the proper nouns, all the Star Wars bullshit. Yeah, very good proper nouns. Uh, I do hate how they, there's only like six Jedi and we keep seeing them in in all the properties and there's only like two smugglers and we always see them. Considering I didn't know anything about the Clone Wars and I just considered it to be this like, you know, dumb backwater part of the Star Wars canon, like I thought this was pretty good. It hit all the normal Star Wars notes. You know how you can just like throw a bunch of Star Wars things in a bag and shake it? Yeah. Yeah. And then whatever comes back out is Star Wars again? I think so. I think the thing that makes it successful, this sort of strategy, is when it is heavier on spies and smugglers and lighter on Jedi, Jedi. Force powers. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because you'd go down that path and it's like, how many different ways can you do that? We've already seen that done to death. Right. How many different ways can you be tedious and pretentious? Right. Uh, or kill little kids. Huh. Oh, well, so a lot is the answer to that. Yeah. All There's a lot them. of ways to kill little kids. They're all very the, fragile. They're like made of porcelain. Porcelain was a Jedi master. <laughs> Por- uh, porcelain. Uh, Poor Saline. Poor Saline. <laughs> he's, uh, he's a giant whale. And, uh, but <laughs> giant, he's real- the Balaka, Balakarakrashaka. That's the, the giant whales. <laughs> what? Balakarakrashaka. 
I I really like that collection of sounds, Mark, and I can't tell if it's a joke or something you're trying to remember. I've done it. I'm George Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> Could it be a Star Wars alien? Congratulations. Uh-oh, but Mark, you just Santa Clausd, and now you have to make the next Star Wars movies. I'm pretty sure I'm not allowed to make the next Star Wars movies, is what you mean to say. I've uh, been removed from the next Star Wars movies. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> you just, uh, you get all, you catch all this shit for the, for the prequels. If I can ever make it down off my mountain of money, I might get behind the director's chair again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no rush. No rush, George. We're not looking for a sequel to THX 1138. I've got really good ideas for toys. He's a toy genius. A toy Darian. <laughs> I'm a toy genius. <laughs> mind tricks do not work on me. Uh, only money. The greatest mind trick of all. <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed this. Uh, uh, choose your destiny. Decide your destiny. What's it called? Fuck. It's called Star Wars Decide Your Destiny, The Clone Wars Battle Teeth and Saga. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, we sure did. Lots of fun nouns. From our podcast's point of view, the more weird proper nouns you have in your novel, the more fun we're going to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We should really start just like looking for that and nothing, nothing else. <laughs> yeah. That's our new metric is how many weird proper nouns does your book have? Mm-hmm. For example, Evil Power Master, Purple Days War. Those oh, are proper nouns. Yeah. Right? Because like there's there's an absurdity to some of the stuff in Dungeons and Dragons, right? Plopuperon, very very absurd. But like Purple Days War is like three normal human words, but still somehow manages to be so fucking weird and dumb. Yeah. All right. Well, that about does it then. Until next time, I've been Ian. I've been Chris. And I've been George Lucas. And remember, always choose responsibly to watch Empire. Uh, and probably, preferably, like one of the old The music is fading up over your voice as we speak. Uh, it is long since it clips you talking. <laughs>